years now, yes. Hold your applause. Okay, uh, y'all remember when you first started teaching, though, what you thought of people that had been teaching 20 years? What did you think? Yeah, I know. We are, too. Anyway, just here's what I say to them. I'm more than halfway to the end. How about you? <laughs> um, but anyway, I love what I do. I've been teaching now for nine years. I mean, uh, instructional technology for nine years. Before that, I, I taught elementary school, and then I taught middle school science. Um, and uh, I'm currently working on a Ph.D. in educational technology. Anybody's consider starting Ph.D. work? Come see me. We need to have a talk. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's all I say. I do have a light at the end of the tunnel because I'm down to I'm down to four courses in dissertation. So it's it's there, but boy, the journey. Um, okay, and then I don't know what I'm doing. That makes you better. This, this session today is uh, on creativity and Web 2.0, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a bunch of sites. We're going to go through fast. I'm going to let some of you play with a few of the sites. You can play with them at your computers as well um, that are to, to promote creativity. And I'll, I'll tell you, this has sort of a special place in my heart. First of all, if you, if you read anything about 21st century skills, in the last few years you read that over and over and over, right? Partnership for 21st century skills, the ISTE nets, all of these talking about these 21st century skills, and creativity is one of the most preeminent ones mentioned. Um, and that essentially, how would you define creativity? Your own ideas brought forth into making stuff that's cool. <laughs> making stuff that I can. Your own ideas, making stuff that's and saying I can't do. I'll yeah. see. Ability to forget where you stole it. <laughs> oh, I like that. But, okay, I think you guys are hitting around a lot of, and, and that's, it's kind of a tricky thing to define, but I think the idea is the original thought, or at least the original application of somebody else's thought. Does that go along with what you were saying? Yeah. Um, and, and that's what creativity is. And uh, this is, y'all know who this man is? This is Ken Robinson. I'm going to show you a video of his because I love this story and get started. But I do want to say that, when I was a kid, you know what I wanted to be when I grew up? Either a professional bass fisherman or an artist. Now, ironically, of those two jobs, you know which one I had the most people poo-poo the idea? Our artist. Now, it wasn't because I couldn't draw or anything. It's just that, oh, it's hard to make a living. Ironically, nobody ever said, well, you'll never be the next Jimmy Houston, um, you know, making a living bass fishing. But they told me that it was... It was shot down continuously, not by my parents, but ironically, I think the most were probably by some teachers I had. That was pretty lousy, if you ask me, looking back on it. Um, a couple of them probably needed a punch to the chops, but um, I, I sort of abandoned that idea as too impractical. Now, still on the side, I like to draw, I like to take photographs, I like to paint, um, I like to cook, I have a guitar, I like to play it, I'm just not any good at it. Um, I'm going to live vicariously through my son, who's seven. He just started. He's in a band. He's at this place that they learn how to play in a band. Um, mm -hmm. His first song, too, was Crazy Train. I'm in there listening like, yeah, it's rock. Um, but anyway, I, I love creativity. I think it's valuable. And I think that you kindergarten, who's kindergarten teacher in here? Still have any left? No, they all left? Scared them off. Those are my favorite people as far as creativity. First grade does it pretty well, but you, you can't hang with kindergarten teachers in terms of creativity. That is the pinnacle of creativity in our schools. Wouldn't you agree? And every year after that, thanks to a lot of factors, largely you know standardized tests and things like that, 
we squeeze it out of them. Unless they take fine arts classes, but then we isolate it. It's not part of the other subjects. That's for the that's for the extracurricular stuff. Okay? Um, but the fact of the matter is in order to succeed in our society, kids need the ability to be creative thinkers. Um, so this session means a lot to me because of that. I really value creativity, and fortunately, a lot of our leaders in, in education and society are saying we need more of it as well. Uh, I like to, by the way, say, you know, I hear things all the time. People talk about schools in other countries that are doing all this, you know, hey, you know, this, in China, they're doing, well, okay, that, so be it. Name, or in Finland, someone I said, well, name the three greatest innovations or artistic achievements of Finland in the last 10 years. Anybody got one? Now, I'm not saying that Finland doesn't have good schools. But I'm saying, could, I, could you name any great artistic or innovation, uh, innovations of achievements of the United States of the last 10 years? Could you start rattling off some? And granted, we're a little bit egocentric, but we still have an, a society that values that, and it's even more so these days. So it's very important in our, in our world. All right. First, I'm going to show you a little video. This thing gets to me every time. This is Sir Ken Robinson, and he is from... Not the first thing about intelligence is it's distinct. I'm doing a book at called Epiphany, which is uh, based on a series of interviews with people about how they discover their talent. I'm fascinated by how people got to be there. Uh, it's really prompted by a conversation I had with a wonderful woman who made much people have never heard of. She's called Gillian Lynn. Have you heard of her? Some have. She's a choreographer and everybody knows her work. She did Cats and Phantom of the Opera. She's wonderful. I used to be on the board of the Royal Ballet in England, as you can see. And uh, anyway, Jim and I had lunch on that, and how she had to be a dancer. And she said it was interesting. When she was at school, she was really hopeless. And the school in the 30s wrote to her parents and said, We think Jillian has a learning disorder. You couldn't concentrate, she was fidgeting. I think now they'd say she had ADHD. Wouldn't you? But this was the 1930s, and ADHD hadn't been invented. You know, by this point, so it wasn't an available condition. You know, people. <laughs> People won't do well, they don't have that. <laughs> anyway, she sent, went to see this, um, this specialist to this oak panel room, and, and she was there with, uh, with her mother, and she was led and sat on this uh, chair at the end, and she sat on her hands for 20 minutes while this man talked to her mother about all the problems Jillian was having in school. And at the end of it, um, because she was disturbing people, her homework was always late and so on, little bit. in the end, uh, the... Uh, the doctor went and sat next to Julian and said, Julian, I've listened to all these things that mother's told me. I need to speak to her privately. So she said, he said, wait here, we'll be back. We won't be very long. And, and, uh, and they went and left her. But as they went out of the room, he turned on the radio that was sitting on his desk. And when they got out of the room, he said to her mother, just stand there and watch him. And um, the minute they left the room, she said she was on her feet, moving to the music. And they watched for a few minutes, and he turned to her mother, and he said, you know, Mrs. Lynn, Julian isn't sick. She's a dancer. Take her to a dance school. I said, what happened? That she did. I can't tell you how wonderful it was. We walked in this room, and it was full of people like me. People who couldn't sit still. People who had to move to think. Who had to move to think. There is ballet, there is tap, there is jazz, there is modern day contemporary. She was eventually auditioned for the Royal Ballet School. She became a soloist. She had a wonderful career at the Royal Ballet. She eventually graduated from the Royal Ballet School to found her own company, the Julian Lynn Dance Company, met Andrew Lloyd Webber. She's been responsible for some of the most successful musical theatre productions in history. She's given pleasure to millions, and she's a multi-millionaire. Somebody else might have put on medication and told her to calm down. 
No. Thank you. All right. Pause it there. Don't you like that? I love that story. Although, as a teacher, sometimes it makes me sit back and go, oh, what about that kid? You know, maybe I dropped the ball there or something like that. But it's an important lesson. I mean, we we know, legislators don't seem to understand, we know that not every kid is going to be an engineer. And we do have a lot, I think we probably have a lot more that are more the creative type. You know, otherwise we'd have a lot more straight-A students, you know. Uh, so I love that story of, of somebody that was sensitive to the need. I, I have some other videos here. By the way, I have, if you see, I, it's kind of hard to see there. I, if there's a URL up here if you want to follow along. This is the easiest way to type in repeatedly. This is a live binder. It's livebinders.com slash edit question mark. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could look for R. Rogers. This will just take you to the very to the specific one. It's slash slash edit question mark. Actually, no, I may not say edit on yours because I'm logged in. But anyway, you can do that. Uh, let me try. Yeah, okay, I've got you there. Slash edit question mark ID equals one hundred nineteen five sixty five. ID equals 119.565. And I'll take you all the sites that I'm going to show you are actually on the slide binder. So you don't have to keep typing in URLs and stuff. Save your, save your carpal tunnel. And when you get there, it's going to start playing Tim Robinson. So, uh, anyway, there's some other videos I'm not going to go through um, that are linked on the top of this first tab. But I'll tell you what they are. Uh, I've got videos from um, a band called OK Go. That is a, um, uh, what's the machine called? I'm blanking. Science teachers helping me out the, uh, the real complex machine. I can't believe I can't think of it. I used to teach science. I'm so proud. No, no, where you have like, you know, a lever hits the thing and it makes the ball roll down and that causes. Rube Goldberg. Thank you. And, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing music video. Very creative. I love it. There's another one. It's PS, uh, PS22, the, the, the public school kids from New York City that also sang on the Grammys this year. And I, what I like about them is I've seen some good music teachers in my life, but I've seen very few that can get kids that are fifth grade age to lose their inhibitions and to really get into music. And it's beautiful with what you hear and see as a result. And the other one is, um, I'll show you a brief bit of this one because I love this creative application of technology and I'm probably going to I'll have to check to see it. Yeah, this is the right one. I got lucky. First guess. This is a guy, and I may mispronounce his name. It's either Whitaker or Whitaker. Eric Whitaker. He's a conductor. Maybe some of you guys are more in music can, can clarify that for me. But what he did was he had someone send him a videotape of him singing song again. And he got the idea. He had a new piece he had composed, and he sent out an invitation where he said, Here's the music. It's online. Anybody that wants to record themselves singing it, I'm going to, you know, put this together into this virtual choir. And he, well, he tells you right here what kind of participation he got online. It's not crazy training, but, you know, it's good. Two thousand fifty-two people sent in their videos. 
2052 people that sing way better than I do. They're really good. It's just time, but it's a really beautiful piece, and I recommend you check it out sometime. Uh, and I just love the use of technology. Very creative, by uh, obviously a very creative person. All right, so those are the videos. That's under examples. The next tab is collaboration and brainstorming. And I, I created, I put this category on here because one of the things that's important to understand is I think a lot of people's idea of creativity is the solitary, you know, Vincent Van Gogh type have crazy person sitting in their you know art studio by themselves or wherever whereas I and a lot of others uh, Ken Robinson's got some good discussions on this recognize recognize that creativity you know we've got Wes in here who writes his blog is called moving at the speed of creativity and I, I Wes would, do you see creativity as an individual act or, or collaborative act, or what do you? How do you generally view it? All of the above. A okay. lot of it relies on the ideas of others. We build on the ideas of others. Absolutely. Um, and so understand that you. Uh, and, and I think when you, especially if you look at it with the word innovation, people start going, "Oh, well, that is different." Innovation a lot of times is done in groups. You know, planning groups and architecture firms or engineer or whatever scientific planning, but anyway, it is a collaborative event, and it can be with our teachers, or with our students, it doesn't have to be individual. I'm going to show you a few sites real quickly. How many of you have ever used Wallwisher? You've seen that one before? It's been around for a couple of years now. It's really nice because it's, it's simple. You go on, you do have to register, okay? You create a wall that looks like whatever you want it to look like, and people then can simply come, it'll give you a URL, and people come click on that wall and they type their ideas. They can share links, they can share videos, they can share images, and they just post it like a little sticky. And then those stickies can be clicked and dragged and moved around on the wall. So it's just a nice brainstorming tool. And it's easy. The, your participants don't have to be registered. Your students don't. Um, so somebody can create a wall, you can create a wall, and they can do all their brainstorming of ideas without any real technical skills. And I've used this in some big group demonstrations and it can even get overwhelming after a while because they really start putting putting this stuff on there. But real simple to use tool. Um, here's a demo wall. Maybe. See, here's a demo wall. If I wanted to add an idea, uh, I would just click on the wall. You can see people have posted ideas. Apple made a superior OS long back. Oh, I like that. And it made one. I'm going to turn off my tweet deck here. It's... All right. And notice the video has been shared here. Here's a, it looks like a document, an image of a document, and so on. So that's Wallwisher. Real simple to use. If you just want a real quick brainstorming tool, this is good. You know, even just at the beginning of the lesson, forget the, the creativity and the innovation aspect of this. If you just want, you know, we always do that uh, activate prior knowledge kind of thing. If you want them to get on, what do you already know about earthquakes? And they can start typing in their ideas and so on. Okay, another one. Here's a couple of more. I'm going to skip some of these, but I'm going to let you play with some of these as well. Uh, this is one called CoSketch, and I'm going to create a new sketch. And 
Maybe. We have to open it in a new window. All right, I'm going to create a new sketch. Promise. It's waiting on the start. We're the internet. This is always a good thing about when you do anything on the internet in a session. You just never know. I still like the squirrels. Co-sketch, but let me explain what it is because it's really an easy concept. You don't have to sign up for accounts or anything like that. You can create it. You click create a new sketch. It gives you a URL. They're simple drawing tools. You can draw lines, shapes. You can free free draw. You can put text, arrows, things like that. And all somebody has to do to participate in that drawing is have the URL. That's it. So it's a real it's a real simple tool. And again, there's no you don't have to register or anything like that to use it. So it's a nice little quick way to brainstorm ideas. <laughs> you kids are trying to design a, a physics experiment to, to prove that, you know, a bowling ball and a marble will fall at the same speed, you know, and you want them to sketch out what their experiment's going to look like. They could do something like that on there. Um, they want to design... Pardon? It does have a text tool. Yes, ma'am. And it's free. Now, do you have one binder that you... Or you I have various. These are all in the same binder that I'm showing you today. Okay. But they're just different tabs within the same binder. I guess. Okay. Um, another one that works like that is called Twidla. Maybe we can have better luck with Twidla today. We shall find out. Keep forgetting I need to open it outside the binder for that. Okay. All right. Here's Twidla. I'm going to start a new meeting. I have no idea what that message was. All right, here's Quizlet. It looks a lot, a lot like uh, CoSketch. I have different tools up here. I can do the whiteboard tools, what I'm focused on right now. And if you wanted to join in on this, you would just have to go to twidla.com slash 554-586. And you could add to this drawing. I'm going to... No, that's terrible. So I want to design a, a more energy efficient car. And so I start designing my car. Whatever. Anyway, and other people can add content to that too. Look, I've got all these people logging on there. The draw tool is right here. Oh, thank you for giving me tires. Those are nice. Oh, multiple colored tires nonetheless. Uh, you can change colors here, the line size here, and things like that. There's shape tools right here if you want to make those rectangles actually look like rectangles. Uh, I'm not taking a shot or those tires look like circles. Um, there's a text tool right here and so on. Okay, we'll come back to your drawings. Y'all can keep playing with that. Okay, that's Twidla. Very nice. Thank you for your active participation. Here's another different type of collaboration and brainstorming tool. This one is called Solver. And what Solver is, is just a way to throw out ideas that you're trying to solve and brainstorm. It's just a brainstorming tool, but it's at its most basic, most simple. So, for example, if I said, what's your problem? How can anybody ever hear this in their school district this year? Our school district save money on energy costs. Anybody hear that? Anybody have to get rid of refrigerators? 
fans, lamps, flashlights. Well, not flashlights, but anyway. Okay, and now I click start. I have now <coughs> successfully created a solver page. And the URL for that one, all I have to do is share the URL. Now, you can see it up here. It's, it's kind of long, so you, you might not want to try to participate on this. But it's a.fishbrain.com. Fishbrain. <laughs> That's my one of my email addresses is fishbrain. A.freshbrain dot com slash solver slash B slash zero zero GH two PL one GU. So like I said it's long. But it would be easy just if I posted that on a web page or something, sent the link to people in an email. And then all they have to do is say, Well, we could install motion sensing lights. And then other people can come in and they can add an entry to the original program and they can say, oh, well, um, but how would we pay for the lights? Okay? And they can categorize it as a comment, a problem. In this case, I want it to be a problem. All right? And then other people would come along and share their ideas, their problems, their comments, things like that. So that's what that real simple, really simple tool. The URL is the most complicated part of it. All right. We go back out of solver here. And another couple others that act sort of like that. Decide already is the same kind of thing. You post a problem and some possible solutions, and you let people give their input on those solutions. Uh, real simple, I'm not going to set one up. It's another free tool. Um, some other sites that you might like that are, are good collaboration brainstorming tools. MindMeister is a real nice uh, mind mapping site that I've been using for a while. Up until recently, I, I really pushed uh, MyWebSpiration, which is the online version of Inspiration. But now they're making me pay for it, so I don't push it so hard anymore. They just went from a free model to a paid model. Sadly, sadly, they didn't have enough of our money from when we bought it as standalone software. But there's several others. There's um, bubble.us, B-U-B-B-L.us is another one that's you can set up collaborative, you know, mind mapping, brainstorming in that in that manner. And another one that's similar to that is. Uh, Mindomo is another mind mapping tool that is free and easy to set up and uh, share with others. So that's brainstorming and collaboration. Let's get to the really fun part so you can start playing. Oh, let me check my drawing first. Do I dare? Oh, you guys, it's a happy car. Look at that. That's nice. All right, very good. Well, I'm going to let you have some more creative time, all right? The next. We're going to go to the different another tab. I want you to click on the visual arts tab. If you're on, if you were on the live binder with me, click on the visual arts tab. And I got, I've got several tools here. I think you're going to like to play with. Oh, now they're turning around. They know they're going to be in color. Okay. The very first one um, is on a site called art.com, and this is actually a site. Uh, this is called ArtPad. It can be a little slow loading when you first open it, so just be patient with it. But I'm on the third tab, Visual Arts, and it's the very first one. It's the one that will show up when you get there. Okay. 
I'm going to open this in a new tab so we can see how it works. Does somebody want to uh, come show off their artistic ability up here for the audience? No? Don't be shy. All right. No? Last chance. Mark, you don't want to do this? No. All right. Well, let me show you how it works. This is a real simple one. You paint by setting, okay, you set a brush size right here. Size, okay. I'm going to go kind of small here. I'm going to pick a color. And you pick the level of opacity. Let's make it a little less opaque. And we're going to start painting some tree leaves here, okay. Yeah, this is, I'm drawing with a touch pad, so cut me some slack. Not easy to All right, and then I'm going to pick another color here. But I'm going to make it, oops, didn't mean to do that. I'm going to make it uh, even less opaque. All right. And that looked like a tree taking shape there, sort of. Okay. Except for that one crazy. All right, pick another. Anyway, you get the idea? Real simple tool. There is an erase tool right here. Oh, no, that's paint. I'm sorry, this is the erase tool. No, that's not the erase tool. Where's the erase tool? Oh, you have to do undo to erase. That's what it is. Okay. Paint bucket is actually really fun to paint with because I've done some really cool paintings just for fun with my kids where we just get on there and I say, create a dog with paint bucket. And it's a little more abstract, a little Jackson Pollock-ish. I like, actually kind of like this better if I was doing a tree. All right. And how do you get to the part where you can draw like that? Yeah, this is the very first one right here. Just click on it. Well, I click on art pad. Okay. It's, it's art. Yeah, if you search for art pad, maybe it might take you there, but it's art.com slash ASP slash art pad. Mm hmm? Art pad, yes, slash default.asp. All right, that's art pad. I've got a bunch more like that. Question? It's, it's the default when you go to the visual arts tab. It, it's not listed here because it's the, it's the landing page. Right. And the URL is right here. Okay. Alright, some other ones that I think you'll probably like. Here's another one that's that is really easy to use and a lot of fun. Uh, oh, the question comes up, how do we save and print that. Well, some of these sites that are free don't have that feature built in, okay? And, but it's not very complicated to learn how to do a print screen and just paste it in. And that's why I've taught my kids when they want to draw on these sites just to do a real quick print screen. Or if you're on Mac, uh, there's some really awesome free software called Sketch that lets you take a nice little screen capture. I know Wes is a big fan of that. He uses it all the time on his blog. 
and I do it as well because you can take the screen captures and annotate it real easily and add all kinds of cool features to it. Um, but you can just do a simple control print screen and I'll copy it and paste it in a Word document, PowerPoint page, anything and save it that way. Um, all right, another one that you'll like I think is called Casso Head. And this is a nice little simple drawing tool. You're going to have the same limitations. I'm saving on this one. I'm just warning you ahead of time. But you can create Picasso-like drawings. The website is just picassohead.com. And here's how it works. I drag a piece onto this canvas up here. Let's say I want this to be the face, but I don't like that color. Hold on. Yeah, we'll do that. And I want to change the color. Down here I can change the color. Let's make it, I don't know, green. All right, so now I've got that green part. I want this part here, but I don't want that to be black either. I'm going to go to the color at the bottom and make that orange. Okay. Then I can go over here and add some eyes. Um, here's an eye. Here's another eye. Let's pick a different eye for the other side. I can add noses. I don't know why I would want to add noses, but I'm going to add a nose. If you want to scale that, maybe that nose needs to be a little bigger, scale up, scale up, scale up, scale up, like that. And I can quickly, quickly click and drag. Isn't this a talented Picasso piece? This is lips, same kind of thing. Obviously, I don't want the lips. I want to make them a little different color. We'll go with blue. Hey, it's Picasso. It can be a little unusual. Hair. Must have hair. Here is one of my personal favorites right here. The I don't know even how to describe this, but it's it's the hair I wish I had, I think. And we're going to make it brown. And scale it up a bit. There we go. And I can add more as I want. Right. Um, one of the, no, 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 that's not this one. I just read one of the sites I was on today, F Splash, I just read the iPad app, it's, uh, but it's not this one. It's another one I'll show you in a second. Okay. If you, if you do, you can set up an account, save it, and it'll save it to like their gallery. But if you want to print it, you'll need to do it from the screen. Okay, that's Picasso Head. Another one uh, in the visual animation uh, category that I like is, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. It's called Scribbler. People, use, this is the one that there is an iPad app for. I just read that today. Look, now for the iPad, the Scribbler app. And here's what it does. You take and you do a drawing um, of whatever. Uh, I'm going to draw a dragon. Just be really ambitious. Especially considering drawing with what I'm drawing. <laughs> See that teacher didn't know what she was talking about. Alright, you get the idea I'm not gonna finish the whole thing. Can you draw Picasso again? 
Picasso dragon. <laughs> Thank you, Marv, for, for raising the bar. Which one are you on now? This is on the Scribbler. So, I'm not going to finish him, but now what I do is I click Done Drawing right here. And I have some settings I can uh, change right here. I go Scribbler Settings. I can change the color. Maybe I want this to be green. I want a nice bright green for my color. And I want the line thickness to be a little thicker. And I want the line transparency to be a little greater. Now watch what happens. I'm going to click Start Scribbler. And it does this really cool looking scribble line drawing and you can stop it at any point you want. You can pause it. And by changing the settings, you can... Oops, you didn't mean to do that. Click start. After you click stop, finish drawing, then you click now. Look, when I change the line settings a little bit, it's a little more detail. Okay? Pretty cool? Yeah. All right, how about some other visual ones? Queaky is really interesting. If you're working with older kids in particular, I like this, but I think it can be done with younger kids as well. Have you all ever been through a chalk talk? you remember chalk talks? Anybody ever see chalk talks? Well, no, no, that's a whole different. Bam! No, I remember, we, I remember when I was a kid going to this thing, and this guy did this amazing drawing on a big piece of paper with chalk. And while he drew, the picture looked like one thing, and he told a story while he drew, okay? And it looked like one thing, and as he kept drawing, it looked like something else. And then at the end, he like turned on a black light, and you were like, whoa, that's something totally different. Um, it was really neat. But um, it, was, it was basically drawing and telling a story at the same time. And one of the things that you can do with Quickie is you can create these really cool pictures and then play them back so you can view the entire process as you created the picture, which tells, you know, the story of how you got there. And I'll show you an example. And, and some of these, the ones I'm going to show you are obviously not amateurs. Oh, I need to go to the phone for a minute. All right, let's see this one here. This looks like a good one if I can get it to open. Oh, it's upcoming drawings. I'm sorry, I went to upcoming instead of features. Here, we'll look at this one here, this warrior princess looking person here. Noriko. And what you can do, watch down here at the bottom, at first, I'm going to set the speed a lot faster. If you do two, it's very slow. It's like double whatever the speed was they drew it at. So I'm going to change that speed. I thought... I'm going to try to change that speed. Is saying uh, sign in, log in, do you need a, a, you don't, a you, account? No, you don't have to have one to view the stuff. Okay. Loading scan, loading brushes, loading text. I really didn't want to wait that long for it. 
Alright, let's try this again. I'm just going to hit play. We'll come back to it in a minute. I'm going to let it load. I don't want to, I don't want to bog down while we wait on it to load. Okay. Another one in this category, um, Go Animate, you may be familiar with. It's been around for quite a few years now. But if you aren't aware, just a few months ago, they came out with Go Animate for Schools. Oh, wow. And it's GoAnimateForSchools.com, number four. And it's an animation creation tool. Um, I love animation as a form of creativity of some kids. Uh, another one that a lot of people are big fans of is Extra Normal. Extra Normal changed their pricing plans and policies this last year. So basically, you can do three Extra Normal videos, but it's your capabilities are tiny. I was told at PCEA by somebody in the session that if you email Extra Normal and say, I'm an educator, they will give you extra credit so you can get a lot of features that you wouldn't otherwise be able to use. But I have no verification on that from anyone, and I haven't tried it. Extra Normal is cool because it has that text-to-speech feature, and that's why people like it. They can type out dialogue between characters, and they talk to one another. But Go Animate is a beautiful tool with actually more options in terms of settings, characters, props, things like that. Um, I'll show you. Here's one. Uh, here's a literature animation. Design. Um, let's see what this one is. Design principles. Loading up. And you don't have to be a programmer to do these kinds of animations, which is really nice. Uh, if there are some amazing tools out there to do a lot of this kind of stuff. If you all do want to get more into programming, like Scratch, which is a program through MIT where you can create these beautiful flash animations, things like that. Uh, but anyway, this this is a lot less a lot less technology needed. Uh, another one that's not on this list. If you want to and who brought them music and get started. They're a nice movie. All right. We're not going to watch the whole thing. Um, another one, if you, by the way, I don't have on the list here, but if you are talking about with primary kids that I've done with kids as young as kindergarten and first grade this year, is a site that has been around for a few years. It's been one of my favorites. It's called Kerpoof. And if you just look up Kerpoof, the site has animation creation tool. It has another one where you just drag things in to make a picture and another one that's a drawing tool. And kids can actually have accounts and earn these little stars and they can get new things for their drawings and for their animations. It's kind of fun. And people can rate their drawings. They can share them with this community on Kerpoof. So it's a nice one. And let's see, any more? Oh, i got to show you some of this because this get, we don't mention this kind of stuff often enough. But another site, my daughter loves this site. This one's called Fashion Place. And what it does, now this one is, I don't, what the, it lets girls create their own clothing. They can then buy it. They can design their own outfits and order them. And the prices are a little higher than what you would pay. But I have a reserved parking spot at Justice. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's right. It's not like I hadn't paid too much for clothes before. 
Um, and and they and they have all kinds of you know little sequin things they can add to them and just it, it's fun. It's easy to do. I mean, it's not not fun for me, of course. I'm not getting on there. And, but my daughter loves it. Okay, it's a little fun for me. <laughs> you just go to design. Hopefully, it'll work within the life binder. And you want to do a top, a dress, a bottom, a doll, an outerwear, loungewear, accessories, or beachwear. What a dress. I'm old school. Let's do a dress. Okay. Here's some different types of dresses you can look at. All right. Let's do this one here. That looks like something like that. And I'm going to choose the size. C10. So we'll go there. And click. Um, next and then you get to click fabrics that you want and there's a whole bunch and colors here you can do color and click next and see other fabrics like piece print there we go there's piece print click next you get the idea and you can go through and you cut and notice by the way that piece print dress if I add rhinestones to it it put rhinestones at the very bottom, it looks like, and maybe at the top, too. I'm up to $18. How uh, about some ribbons? I want to put some kind of ribbon with it. You got to pick one that goes right. You're great with the coordination. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Under layers. Now, this is where it really gets tricky. How about that right there? That would go well. Um, the blue there there I drag it onto it like that now look I've got that nice little underlayer and I'm up to $22.50 so you see it's not horrible and it would be a real cool way to let your daughter or son if he wants to be just comfortable to summer or whatever but uh, <laughs> where are clothes that they designed what a cool form of creativity isn't it and actually do that and make it a writing assignment. Perfect. I love that. That's a great. You hear that as a descriptive writing assignment. They have to describe what their clothing is going, it looks like. All right. Another one along that line that is a little higher tone. I'm just going to tell you this, and this one probably more appropriate for older kids. It's called Garms, but it's in that same category because what it lets people do is if they create fashion, <laughs> they create drawings, fashion design, submit them to this site. They get voted on by the members of the site, and if they get enough votes, the company will market their clothes and give them a part of the profits. Now, I don't personally know any kids that have done this or anything, but I like the concept. And it's a great way to create a creative outlet as well. All right. The other ones I have on here are all pretty much photo apps on this on the visual arts one. Like if you're not familiar, Photoshop has an online you know, less complex version of Photoshop, uh, a lot easier to use. Another one that I really love and I've been using for some time now is called Pixlr. And if you are a Photoshop user or a Photoshop Elements user, you'll like Pixlr because it looks real similar. The toolbar is over here on your left. It has layers. It has a history palette, and it's free. And all you do is you upload your picture to it, or you can create something from scratch and you then save it to your computer, which is nice. It's just online version of uh, a free 
Photoshop, basically. Photoshop elements. You can upload your own picture and then yep. it. Show you what it looks like. Yeah, you can either start from scratch, like look, create a new image, open an image from the computer, open an image from the URL. I'm just going to say create a new image, tell how big you want it, click OK. And does that interface over there on the, any Photoshop users in here? Does that look familiar? And it has layers, it has, it's, it's a nice tool and the price is excellent. It's totally free. That's Pixlr. Yeah, XLR. Okay, that's one of my favorites. A couple others that act just like, a lot like Pixlr Aviary uh, is another one that acts a lot like Pixlr Aviary Phoenix. Aviary has several tools. Aviary Phoenix is a really nice one for photo editing. And it, again, you can see down here, it looks a lot like Photoshop as well. Also free. It's getting to where, unless you are a professional photographer, buying Photoshop, and I love Photoshop, but if I had to pay full price for it, there's just no way. It wouldn't be worth it. There's too many awesome tools out there. Um, okay, and Citrify is another one that is a nice photo editor. It's uh, not quite as high-end, but it does some really nice effects, and it's free. And It's the same kind of deal. You upload your photo, do the effects, save it back to your computer. All right, uh, let's go through these others real fast. Music, I want to make sure that you see this list. Um, by the way, this is an hour and a half presentation, so we're doing it in 55 minutes. So if we don't get to them all, don't worry. That's why I made the live binders so you can go through and play. But the music tab I love, I don't, music is something that, again, I don't really have the talent in. I like to make up stupid songs. Uh, I even sang one once at, at a presentation I did, once, once. Um, but I, I definitely see the value of it in our instruction. Um, a couple of them. I'm, what, I'm going to show you just a couple of them that I want to focus on. Kiss Tunes is a really nice one uh, that, because of its simplicity. You can either use your mouse or it's kisstunes.com is all it is. Or you can use your keyboard. And you can record, and you can create an account if you want, so it'll save these, but you can record what you're playing and play it back. Um, you can publish it for other people to see. And see, I think you can even, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, you got a sound, you can change instruments. Maybe you want a vibraphone instead of a regular organ or whatever. Anyway, nice, simple, and that was perfect to me for elementary school kids because it's so easy to use. Have them write a song explaining, you know, how earthquakes happen or whatever. You know, what to do during a tornado. That'd be relevant this year. <laughs> We've had a really rough year or so. Okay, another one that I really like, particularly I think for older kids, maybe middle school and up, is called Jam Studio, and I should have signed in. Uh, let me pull that up real quick because I want to make sure you see. With absolutely no talent, you can create songs in Jam Studio, and I, I am a testament to that. And let's see if I... Oh. We'll see if... Oh, how about this? Go, go, go. 
Okay. No, leave it later. All right. I wrote some songs on this. The cool thing about it is it's a click-and-drag interface. You pick what instrument you want, what kind of pace you want, and, and you drag it on. The, you don't have to know how to read music or anything. And let me show you one that I played. This is my very first try. Try not to be overwhelmed with how brilliant this is. But. <laughs> any of that kind of knowledge. Now, there are tools out there that do, if you actually know what you're doing, are much more suited for you in the music area. Uh, where's the one I want to know? Note, no, it's not Note Flight. Yeah, Note Flight, I think, is the one where if you actually know what you're doing and know how to compose music and write it and use the notes, that's the way to go. And you can download those as MP3s, if I'm not mistaken, and it'll play them for you as you write them, and you can do chords and all those things with pointy stuff and tails and I, you know, <laughs> I, I did take junior high band, it's just hard to tell. Um, okay, and then there's some other ones on here. Loop Labs is more of a creating mixes, so if you want more of a hip-hop kind of sound, that's a good one. Uh, Rock is another one that can do some of the same things. It's by Aviary, the same people that made that video editor I showed you a while ago. Um, it's just called Aviary Rock. And it seems to be having trouble loading, but anyway. All right. And Button Beats is another one. That's it, I've been just kind of, they just redesigned their interface. But it's got a keyboard and some audio samplers and things like that that are pretty interesting to look at. All right. A couple more and then we'll be out of here. I want to skip over to engineering and architecture. I, I, like, I really love some of this stuff. I know a lot of you are already familiar, for example, with Google SketchUp. Google SketchUp is an amazing program. And this year the cool thing was TCE. TCEA gave us, if you ask for it, free pro licenses so you could download the full-blown version, which can create some amazing animated effects and things like that. I mean, it's actually a, a spectacular 3D tour, stuff like that. But if you're not ready for that level, there's some other sites. Um, a, good, a good example is this one here called Homestyler. You click Start Designing. Take just a second to load, not very long, good wireless here, go, go, go. And it's going to use a click and drag interface to create. We're going to drag and drop right here. Okay. Close that. Okay, I want to make a square room. There, I got my room. Uh, maybe I want to add an L-shaped add-on to it. All right. I want a wall opening right here. That's a little bigger than I want, so I'm going to shrink that down a little bit. Uh, maybe I also want a curved wall right here. Oops, I didn't get it there. Cut it again. Like that. Again, I can resize it. Make it bigger if I'd like. Get the idea. Plus, then you get over here and you can do things like, I can close some of this, these extra windows. Um, I click the drop down and I can say, all right, I also want windows. I would like a fireplace. I want stairs. What kind of furnishings do I want? So now, how could this be applied you know, creatively in the classroom? Well, design a, an energy efficient home 
for two people that live in Oklahoma or in the Texas Panhandle or that live in Arizona or that live in whatever, something in Alaska. So then they have to think climate, you know, the needs for things like, you know, the people that what typical jobs they might do. There's all kinds of things that come in on that. Another one that does a really cool job of that same kind of idea, we're going to get out of here, is Architect Studio 3D. Because what it does, this is one that is actually, I hope I'm telling you the right one, put out by the, um, the chain one at the end of the day, your brain just goes, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright, the, his museum has this site. So they walk you through, there's a lot of critical thinking involved in this because they have you pick up, you know, you, this is a person who is a doctor. They entertain a lot in their home. They have two kids, kids that have designed the home based on that. So, good critical thinking stuff. And it's not an extremely hard thing to, to do. Skip the intro. There's Frank Lloyd Wright. And you just go down here and say, design studio, and you get in and you'll start designing house, okay? The last category I have on there and, uh, is innovation and design contest, and I, I put that category in there. What it is is international or national contest that you could, you know, that might be a way to get your kids thinking about this kind of stuff. Um, one up on there that I like is to create an improved blackbird preserve. And they, every year they have this contest. U.S. Coast Guard, they pay $500 to the best design every year. That's a pretty simple device. I don't think it would take an MIT engineer to come up with maybe an improvement to that device, right? So anyway, a lot of good contests on that one. And that's about all I got. Um, what it's time for, because y'all can go win some prizes probably. So, yeah, go ahead and turn the computers off. Thank you guys for coming. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Good job. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you need to take for that? Where does it go? Okay. You're right.